Welcome to another episode, actually the ninth edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. My name is Colin Logston. I'm Evan Sichello. And I'm Vaughn Lozon. And I can't believe it's already the ninth episode. Isn't it crazy? Like, it feels like we just started, but it also feels like we've been doing this for a long time. This semester's been flying by. Every Monday, man. Just keeps flying. <laughs> yep, yep. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, playoff hopes and chances for our local Red Wings and Pistons. And we're going to get into some Final Four talk now that we got the Final Four set. And we're going to do our weekly stud and dud. So starting off with the Wings and Pistons, um, Wings are currently the – both teams are currently the eighth seed. Both are trying to sneak in. Each have seven to eight games left in the season. I want to talk about who has the better chance to kind of end or continue their streak. The Pistons haven't made the playoffs in seven straight years, while the Wings have made it 24 straight years. <laughs> so which team do you guys think um, has the better chance to uh, end or continue their streak? I think, I think personally the Pistons do. I think the Wings have proven that they always find a way at the end of the year to slip in that spot, so I'm pretty confident about them. And I'm confident the Pistons will finally break that streak. They'll finally get in. They have a two-game lead right now on the Bulls. They're half game back of the seventh seed, Pacers. So um, I think the Pistons got a better shot. What are you guys thinking about them right now? I totally agree with you. Uh, I think the Pistons, just because uh, with the way Chicago, they're two games ahead of Chicago. Uh, the Chicago Bulls have kind of been sliding. Uh, they haven't been playing good basketball. Taj Gibson recently called out the team. I don't know if you guys saw that, saying we're losing to teams that we're not supposed to lose to. And the Pistons are just, you know, quietly going on a run. I mean, they're th- 39, 35, like you said. They're third in the Central. Uh, right now they got the 8th seed, like you said. Uh, but right now uh, you got guys like KCP, who's quietly like having a good season, uh, the shooting guard position. Uh, this team right now, you know, they're poised. They seem like they can take on anybody right now. They can take on maybe LeBron that first round when they go to Cleveland. And they were in the seventh spot, too, they were fighting for. And they could go to Toronto. I actually want rather play Cleveland than Toronto because uh, Kyle Lowry and everybody there, they kind of seem scary. Uh, but just with, compared to the Wings, the Wings, they're just kind of on and off right now. I mean, they basically haven't decided on a goaltender. Yeah, it's Mrazic, but then they put Howard in. They're kind of inconsistent in that department. I mean, they lost 7-2 to two to the Penguins. Uh, we're this late into the season. Uh, that's not really a playoff mm-hmm. team right now. I feel like they're really in jeopardy. And, mm-hmm. you know, they got some games to possibly come back and make a run, and Red Wings have shown that they can. They got the, the, enough players and the right players to do it. Uh, they got a lot of young players, and they got a first-year coach who's not like Mike Babcock that can maybe come and sell this team in. Jeff Blaschel, a friend of mine, said he should be fired. Uh, that's what I said. Wow. Yeah. There's, he's not the only one. There's a lot of people that feel people, that way already. Yeah, one and done with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, it's been in the playoffs for 24 years. And so, yeah, Pistons with Stan Van Gundy and just with their talent, they got a better shot. And it's amazing that your friend wants him gone with, with all the people last year that wanted Mike Babcock out of here. And they were like, bring up Lashell because he was on uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, mm-hmm. for he was, He's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now he's the coach of the wings, but, but I agree. I, th- I think the Pistons now have the better chance and kind of contradicting mm-hmm. myself from what mm-hmm. I said probably a three, four weeks ago Both now. Both of you guys had no faith where, in them. Uh, I was the only one. I, I think you said 10%. He said like 30% or something. I, yep. I told you guys just what, yep. that, that Cleveland game turned around yep. the whole season. I got to give you some props for that. But, yeah, they're 5-2 they're, uh, and two on that nine-game homestand that they've had, uh, and they still mm-hmm. got a couple more games. They got one mm-hmm. against the Thunder tomorrow and then – one against Dallas on Friday, and Dallas has had three straight losses, and ten of their last twelve have been losses, and they're on a huge losing streak. So I think the Pistons could win that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not so confident about Oklahoma uh, City. They they just dominant with Russell Westbrook and uh, Kevin Durant. Um, but yeah, and then they got to go to Chicago, which they're two and one against them this season. And then they play Miami, who they're two and zero against Miami this season. And then Orlando, they're two and zero against. And then they come back home and play Washington, who they've lost all three games to this season so far. And then but they, they got them at home. They finally got them at home. Yeah, they got them. That'll at home. be a good game. They got them at home this time. And then they get the Heat one more time, and then they play Cleveland, which they've they've handled Cleveland for the most part. And that could be the game. That's that could be uh, foreshadowing the playoffs for us. Yeah, and it's crazy how they're the eighth seed right now, but they're just a half game back of the seventh, three and a half of the sixth, four games back of the fifth, and four and a half of the fourth spot. It, it's just if they win all these games, and then some of the upper teams they start losing, they can find themselves in a sixth seed. Uh, you you never know what can happen. Uh, the Bulls, they're two games behind Detroit. And uh, I didn't hear about that Taj Gibson thing until you just said it, but they are losing to some teams that they shouldn't be losing to. He's completely correct. Uh, and they've they've been blowing it lately. Uh, they they just haven't been themselves. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, he, he's he been that driving force in Chicago for a few seasons now, and he he's still out. He's still yeah. been gone for a long time, and I think that's what's really killing them. Uh, and just the wings right now, they just don't have it. I, I don't see a whole lot of flash out of them. No confidence at all. Uh, goaltending has been very, very inconsistent. Um, Razek gave up a bunch of goals against Pittsburgh the other day. Hmm. I, why is it that we lose to Pittsburgh all these times? Why? What is it about that? Sidney Crosby probably. Uh, he, he, it's didn't, he didn't even have a Malkin. single goal. It's it's that team. Him and Malkin had zero have... goals in that game. They just have something on us. I don't know what it is. They blow us out every time this year. They blow us out every game. They interviewed they, some of the younger Red Wings, and they were amused with uh, the play of Sidney Crosby. It's kind of like, don't comment on that. Yeah, like, come you're, on. You're losing 7-2 yeah, in play. Yeah. If you're commenting on it, at least comment and say, like, this is how we adjust to Sidney Crosby. Yeah, like, yeah. you got to no. figure out ways to beat Sidney Crosby. I feel like Crosby. some of those guys, the young guys are just in awe yeah. seeing some of yeah, those legendary kind of, yeah, guys. Yeah, they're like Crosby. It's like, no, like, you're in the NHL. Wake up. They're starstruck. Give them some praise when they retire. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's worse. Right now, they're your competitions. You yeah, gotta try you, to beat you them. you got to beat those guys that they're talking about right now. Yep. You don't have to praise them. There's yep. no praise involved in, in sports right now until they're retired. Brutal attack on the Penguins right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going, going back to the Pistons and the Bulls. The Bulls, they actually lost at home to the Knicks the other night. Yeah. That shows how yeah. bad the Bulls are right now. And their team, they're kind of different from the Pistons, whereas the last few years they've been used to having that superstar. They had Derrick Rose, his MVP year before he started battling injuries. And then Jimmy Butler emerged in the last few years. They've always had, had that one guy they could rely on. And without having a true superstar, their team has completely fallen apart. And I don't know what Butler's status is. I don't know when he's supposed to be back. But if he does come back, he probably won't be 100%. So I think they're for sure out of it, being two games back of the Red Hot yeah. Pistons, who, like you said, have won five out of the last seven. And we're on a yeah. five-game winning streak before finally losing to the Hawks the other night, but they were kind of wore out by that point, played four games in five days, need a little bit of a break. They'll come back on Tuesday against Oklahoma City. But the way the Pistons have been playing, I think for sure they got the eight seed, and I personally think they will get the seven seed. I don't think Indiana's that great besides Paul George. I think they'll find yeah. a way to overtake them. They, you get the um, the seven seed, you'll face Toronto, and you were both were saying you'd rather face Cleveland than Toronto. I disagree. I think once playoffs, once playoff time starts, um, LeBron and that team will will hit the switch and they'll turn it to another level. You saw that last year with them, where they they ran through the East and Toronto even lost in the first round in five games to the Wizards of all teams. So I think once playoff time hits, LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, I think those guys will hit that next stride, which the team has kind of been doing the last couple weeks anyway. 
I think against Toronto, the Pistons can win a couple games. I think they really can. I think they can give them a run for the money and maybe, just maybe, find a way to win that series and finally get a winning playoff series for the first time since, I think, 07 season. Maybe even the 06 season. It's been a long time. I really don't know. I mean, we talk about Cleveland. I mean, yeah, they ran to the East last year, but how good is the East is the question we have to have. I mean, the West has the Spurs, the Thunder, and then the Warriors ran past all of those teams. But the East is kind of a bunch of sub-500 teams in the playoffs. I mean, Pistons are above 500, five yeah. games. Uh, but just not as good as the West. Uh, but it's not. In terms of Cleveland, they they have their own chemistry issues right now. I mean, LeBron unfollowed the team on Twitter and then followed <laughs> them back and apologized, acting like really. Drama, I didn't even hear that. A drama oh, queen. Is that something like, like a teenage girl does? Like, yeah, drama, that's, yeah. LeBron's that's how he gets back in the team and follows them on Twitter. I didn't even hear about that. Hmm. Then wow. we have like guys like Kyrie Irving. That's Stephen A. Smith doesn't call him a point guard. Doesn't maybe doesn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. Maybe wants to change. Uh, so we see some chemistry right there. They have a rookie coach who's basically. People say LeBron's, he's a puppet of LeBron. LeBron's coaching this team. And that's why David Blatt was fired for Tyron Lue to come in, LeBron's best bud, so that he can probably win his first championship in Cleveland. So, and then the Pistons, they're the total team package. I mean, you have a guy like Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is your star player, but he's not that star level where he's, he's able to play with guys like Reggie Jackson and KCP. They're doing it as a team, and even the bench. Guys like Aaron uh, Aaron Baines. He's great backup center. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's excellent backup center. And then uh, you got guys like uh, Stanley Johnson Stanley has been Johnson. great job on defense off the bench. Anthony Tolliver has been hitting his threes lately. Right. So I mean, right now the Pistons are just playing a better overall team. There's not a whole lot of drama. Everyone keeps their mouth shut and just goes out and play. Cleveland's got a lot of drama. That's probably because LeBron's there. The media's there. They're always there covering them. Uh, they're supposed to win the East, so maybe I want to see that one versus eight. Maybe get the Pistons in spotlight, play some games on ESPN that first round, and uh, make a battle against LeBron because LeBron uh, he scored 29 points against the Pistons back when they last made the playoffs. That's when Chauncey and that five was there. He scored 29 game points in a row in the, a game at the Palace, and after that, Chauncey, Ben Wallace left. Chauncey got traded, and it kind of broke everything mm-hmm. up, and it's been a six-year slide. Now it's time for revenge, in my opinion. They can maybe play Cleveland one versus eight and get a, a seven-game uh, victory over there. I will admit that would be the sweeter victory is beating Cleveland over yeah. Toronto. We can all agree on that. That'd be that'd be awesome. I want to go back to the wings real quick, and I think I'll, a big reason because of them being out of the playoffs right now is because they're losing to teams that they absolutely have to win. Pittsburgh is one of those teams. They lost 7-2. to two. Pittsburgh is just a few games ahead of them right now. They lost to the Flyers a few games ago. Flyers are tied with them right now, but they hold the, the uh, tiebreaker over them right now because of that win. And the Wings play the Flyers coming up. And the Wings don't have many games left. they got seven games left, and three of those are at home. So the chances aren't looking very good for them. If they beat the Flyers and they beat a few of the other teams that they got coming up, they have a chance. But as of right now, I would say that the Pistons have the better chance of making the playoffs. Yep. I think we can all agree on that. And the, the Wings have a big game against Buffalo tonight. Must win. Yep. You can't lose to Buffalo at home. You lose that, you don't deserve Absolutely it in the playoffs. Not. Now, talking about the Wings, if they somehow do find a way to keep that streak alive and push it to 25, and, you know, all the Detroit fans talk about keeping the streak and all and all this. Yeah. Um, how much does it really matter? Since I think five of the last six years have gotten bounced in the first round, does it really matter if you keep making that playoffs if you're not doing anything with it? 
Like, it's cool to say, yeah, we're back in the playoffs. It's hockey town and everything. But is it really still hockey town? It's not the same Sergei Fedorov, um, Nick Lidstrom, Steve Eiserman teams that are getting them to the finals every year, giving them a chance to win. I mean, this team has been disappointing the last six years. So it doesn't really matter to keep that streak alive. To me, I don't think it's that important. Maybe they need to miss the playoffs one year to, to give them that wake-up call. Maybe Kenny Highland will finally make some trades, finally make some moves for the first time in 20 years, and finally push them to that next level. What do you guys think about that? How important is that streak to you? I don't think it's very important at all. I, I could not care less if, if, they, uh, if, if they break the streak. It's been 24 years. It's been a very long time. But it, it, Since before we were all born. Yeah, we've all, we have never, never seen the Red been. Wings not in the playoffs. But I think we're going to this season. And I think what you said is kind of right, is that it's going to wake them up. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Blashville, being a first-year coach, is going to be like, hey, all of the previous other head coaches that have made the playoffs in that 24-year span, they all made the playoffs their first season. I didn't. Uh, do you think that he's going to blame himself, or do you think he's going to blame the players? Because I think as of right now, I think it's the players' fault. I don't think Blashill has a very big part in them about to miss the playoffs. The, the players have had a very bad attitude, and like we said earlier, they were kind of praising Sidney Crosby earlier. You don't do that. What you want to do is you want to better your game, and you want to make sure that you beat guys like Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin and Tyler Sagan and all these other guys. You don't want to be praising them. You want to be beating those guys that you're praising. So as of right now, I, I, I don't care if, if the streak gets broken. If they, if they don't make it and they wake up and they come back next season better than ever and they make the playoffs and they actually make a run, I'd much rather have that happen. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not going to get disappointed if uh, they don't make the playoffs. Like I said, it's a wake-up call because right now, last three games, they lost 6-2 to two at Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and they lost 7-2 to two to Pittsburgh. This is not a playoff team right now. Obviously, there's some problems on defense. Uh, the Red Wings haven't been able to pick up those top defensemen uh, in free agency like they have. They're relying on guys like Jonathan Erickson. Uh, Dan DeKaiser was a good pickup uh, from uh, using the college ranks before, but they're just Bronco. Like, yeah, he's a Western Michigan Bronco. We'll take him. Though. Yeah, yeah, we like him. He's a good player. <laughs> some Broncos yeah. aren't that bad. So like, defensemen and then the goaltending. I mean. Detroit fans have been spoiled with good goaltenders, going back to the Chris Osgood days, even Dominic Hoshik yep. and Manny Legacy, and the list goes on. Even Jimmy Curtis Howard. Curtis Joseph, we've, we've always had a good one. And and then now you got Jimmy Howard. Jimmy Howard was good for his first few years. Yeah. That's why everyone got they got rid of everybody. This is Jimmy Howard's team, and he was yep. a really good young goaltender. I think he was up for some uh, Vezina trophies, Yeah, they call him. Yeah. Vezina trophies, yeah. yeah, yeah three, so, in years past, he was. Yeah, but now... It, just last year, the inconsistency started to just happen. No one knows why. And Peter Morazic got really good last year, but now he's kind of playing second fiddle to Howard this year. I mean, there's two inconsistent goaltenders, and Flash was just having trouble finding out who's going to go in goal. I mean, you really can't have that at the end of the season. Uh, there's guys like uh, uh, who's a good goaltender in the NHL? Uh, Carey Price. Carey Price. Price. Yeah, so they're playing every single game, but. Right now, you got a goalie, goalie switch goaltenders. You can't have that. And that's why this team is probably going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, you do need that one for sure guy in that. And early in the season, everyone thought Mrazek took took that next step. He was the guy for the future, but he he hit a wall for a while. Jimmy Howard came in, and he's kind of been still up and down. So yeah, you don't have that for sure guy. It's going to be even if they make the playoffs, you won't even know who's going to be in net in each night. And you've got to have the consistency. They haven't had it with their defense, like you said. The goal scoring hasn't been there. I mean, there's been ten game stretches where Nyquist and Tatar wouldn't even register a point. That's bad from like your two-year best players. 
I have barely even seen Datsuk and Zetterberg this whole year. They've had up and down stretches too. The whole team is kind of a mess. I'm with Yuvon. I don't think it's on Blash Hill. And I'm one of those guys that doesn't really think a head coach is too influential in hockey. I think football is like the main sport because you have your system. So it's mostly on your set of plays. And hockey and baseball, I kind of think it's mostly just in the players. The kind of the manager just kind of um, just manages the game, takes guys out. But he doesn't really have a set system the guys follow. I think more more towards football, that's when you start seeing the play calling and that kind of stuff being the coach's fault. So yeah, I'm with Yuvon. It's definitely on the players right now. And I, yeah, I think if they miss the playoffs, maybe it'll be a good thing. Because let's face it, they're going to get the eighth seed if they do make it. No yeah. way they get the seven or, or beyond. And they're going to face the Washington Capitals, the best team in hockey. They're going to get swept. It's going to be ugly. Easily. One of my best friends I grew up with as a Capitals fan, I really don't want to hear that from him. <laughs> just just laughing at our faces, especially with the great history we have compared to theirs. So I'd, I'd almost prefer us to miss rather than getting swept in the first round. Because there ain't no way you're being Washington. You may get lucky and win one game. That's it. So I really don't think the streak is that important. I think no. maybe it does need to come to an end this year. I think a big reason why the goaltending has been so inconsistent is because of that defense. Uh, the defense, they always have to be behind when there's a big break. Most of the time you got Brennan Smith, and Danny DeKaiser even has been inconsistent as well. Uh, Jonathan Erickson especially, he's, he's been really bad, uh, for lack of a better phrase. But yep. they, you got to have these guys. Uh, Mike Green's been okay, but he's more of an offensive defenseman. Uh, you see him scoring more goals than uh, stopping the puck to uh, maybe prevent a goal. Uh, you got to get the the off season acquisitions. They they got to be straight defensemen. And I don't know who who's going to be out there uh, this off season, but they got to get at least two uh, quality defensemen to fill in for some of these Brennan Smiths and some of these Erickson teams. Yeah. I think Cronwell is the only for sure guy you got right now. Yeah, because yeah, the Kaiser is good, but he gets hurt a lot too. Yeah, Cronwell is the only consistent you have in defense. You need he's way getting more, old. You need too. more than one guy. He's getting old too. He is getting old. Is it too late for Nick Lidstrom to come out of retirement? <laughs> Bring him back. Yeah. Please. I'd be okay please, with that. Please, Lidstrom. Okay, so percent chance Pistons make it, percent chance Revings make it. What do you got? I'm going to say 90% Pistons make it, which is a totally different statistic than one I said uh, when we last discussed <laughs> Me it. Me too. <laughs> 90%. Wow. You guys are believers now. Stan Van Gundy I mean, has done it. He's made believers right out of the critics. The seven seed right now, and we're getting, it's almost April. The calendar's about to flip, and yep. Chicago's sliding, and this Pistons team is just doing tremendous things. And I feel like I really want them to play Cleveland. I mean, that's Me why too. I think, though. I think they're good. that's their motivation. Hey, we get to play at the Keen. We get to go to Quicken Loans Arena, and we have a chance to crash this party and put the Pistons back on the map. That could be their motivation. Uh, but for the Red Wings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 25% that they make it, 75% they miss it, and that's wow. another big statistic. I, I mean, <clears throat> last seven games of the season, six are against the East, and uh, this team obviously has shown inconsistency. Uh, they'll win a couple games, and they'll lose three, and that's what's going to happen, and they have a been on a winning streak that's been passed uh, three games since late February. They've had three three wins, and then three losses, and then two wins, two losses, two wins, a loss, a win, a loss. They just can't seem to get on a good streak, and I don't see that continuing uh, going forward. Uh, they could go on a little slide right here. Uh, so, and the goaltending, like we said, in the <coughs> defense, it's not playoff type. So, and then like you said, Zetterberg and Datsuk have been absent the majority of the season. Uh, in terms of just performance, but uh, right now, maybe it's a good, like everybody said, good year to take a year off. And you know, Blaschel's now going to be an experienced NHL coach. He's coached the full season. You know, get Kenny Holland, get him some defensemen, get a good team, and 
Maybe go back to the playoffs 25 more times, 24 more times. Yeah. And actually win some series. Right. Let's get back to those late 90s, early 2000s days. Those teams were the best. That's what made you mm-hmm. fall in love with the Red Wings Absolutely. growing up. Yeah. Want, let's get back to that. Let's regroup. Yep. Can only hope. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Evan. I, I think the Pistons now have a better chance. And Colin's going to take all this credit because he had them going all the way uh, to the playoffs. There's something later along. you'll be able to, later in the show. There's something you'll be able to take trade credit for, and I will give you your full okay, credit. Okay, Don't cool. worry. I think all you right. know what I'm talking I can't about. Can't wait for that. Finally, right for once about something. I don't know what it is. Finally, let's. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, for the Pistons, I'll go um, I'll go eighty percent. I'll still uh, eight out of ten. That's not bad. Uh, Red Wings. Yeah, I'll, I'll go thirty percent. I'll go just above Evan. Just because if they do beat Philadelphia, uh, they'll jump them in that tiebreaker. And if they go on a little hot streak to end the season, they can make it. Uh, they they were in the same situation just two years ago uh, where Columbus almost uh, took that last spot from them. Mm-hmm. And they they ended the season on a hot note. And uh, I, if they do the same thing this year, they, they can make the playoffs. So we'll see. To be close, Romans have 37 wins, the Flyers have 36. So they're, the they're tied in points right now. Yeah. The, the Flyers have, have one game, game at hand, yeah. yeah, which could be big. All they're, all they're going to need is just one point in that if we're all tied up in the end, so that, yep. that could be big. Mm-hmm. Um, for Pistons, I'm saying 75% chance just because I don't want to get too too excited. <laughs> they do have some tough games going forward, but if they win tomorrow night at home against Oklahoma City, 100% yeah. chance. You're for sure making if you beat that team, which they very well could at home. They're, they're great at home, especially lately. They beat the Warriors at home earlier this year. They have, and they've beaten the Cavs there once. Yep. They've beaten, um, and they have two games against Miami. Last time they faced Miami, they blew them out. If they can win one of those or even both, that'd be big. And the game at Chicago will be big. Yep. So I'm going 75% chance there. The Red Wings, I'm going 45%, just because I've never seen them miss, so they haven't really given me a reason yet. But I'm a little, a little scared. Um, if they lose a game to Philadelphia, I think they're for sure out. That'll definitely make or break it. Or if they yeah. lose tonight, they're for sure out. So I'm going 45 there. Um, 75 for the Pistons, but hopefully, hopefully Pistons will make it, and maybe the Red Wings, maybe they'll shock us. So both you games tonight for you are is well what? the one uh, Pistons oh, play tomorrow. Tom- oh, tomorrow, okay. Both, so games, both games in the next couple could days make here. could make or break it. Yeah. yeah, for Pistons, even if they lose, it, it won't kill them, but the win will for sure get them in. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, so college basketball, we got the Final Four set up now. We have North Carolina, um, Oklahoma, Villanova, and Syracuse. Which, Vaughn, you won the CM Life um, Bracket Challenge. You Ooh. and our editor, Taylor DeSormo. Yes, sir. Last night. If Virginia would have won like they should have, you I would have been the lone champion. Yep. And on Facebook, I put, you guys can call me champ. Not knowing the game <laughs> was about to be over, I thought it started later. And now I'm eating my words. So, Vaughn, you, you are the champion. How does it feel? Uh, co-champion feels pretty good. Uh, sharing this with Taylor is, uh, is an honor. Uh, in my first semester at CM Life, I feel a little bit smarter. So let's go. Let's go for uh, for two in a row. All right, don't get too far out of yourself. Let's, <laughs> let's take it one year at a time here, buddy. No, I know. <laughs> no, but um, so who do you guys have in the championship game? Who do you think is going to win it all? It's kind of a weird Final Four. No one, I don't think, picked this. No. Nobody had nobody had the Final Four. Definitely not Syracuse. Um, not me. So, so who do you guys who do you guys got going to the championship? And who's winning it all? Who's cutting down the nets? Well, this was a, let me just start by saying that this was a bad week for college basketball in terms of we had that exciting first week uh, getting to the Sweet 16, and now everything was predictable. There wasn't that great of games, so I'm disappointed in that aspect. But I'm going to make my point right now. I'm actually excited for this because you got the two two seeds on one side, Villanova and Oklahoma. And Villanova, they've been kind of killing everybody early on, and then they beat Kansas, the one seed, by 
five points. And then Oklahoma with Buddy Heald. And they're just continuing uh, to shock everybody. They beat Oregon, and Oregon beat Duke. And that was yep. kind of a big, you know, and uh, 80 to 68 double digits there. And then on the other side, North Carolina, they've always been a good basketball team. And then Syracuse, the 10th seed. I said Jim Beheim and that zone defense is going to kill some teams. And they're in there as a 10th seed. No one expected them to be there. I I don't know who's on their team. Essentially, they've always had star players like Michael Carter-Williams and Fab Mello. Who's on the team this year? Who knows? Uh, but the Final Four, uh, I got Oklahoma winning, being Villanova, just because uh, Buddy Heald, he's just having a tremendous mm-hmm. postseason right now. And uh, I got North Carolina on the other side. I think Syracuse's run is going to be over. I thought Virginia kind of choked, and they kind of gave that game away. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so even that six-point win. Uh, so North Carolina versus Villanova, uh, Villanova, Oklahoma. Uh, I got Oklahoma winning as the two seed. Wow! Just because Center Nation no longer just a football school. Center Nation. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when Blake Griffin was there, they were kind of got on the map, and yeah. it took yep. a while to finally build something. But now with this team and just how just going back. I mean, Oregon that was a key win, uh, and then they could beat Texas A and M. And going back to that, uh, they're just playing really good basketball right now, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they're just the best out of the four. It's going to come down mm-hmm. to who's the hottest team right now, and Oklahoma is showing that they're ahead of the pack, in my opinion. All right, so Evan has got Oklahoma cutting down the nets. Vaughn, what are you thinking? That side of the bracket's tough for me. Uh, Villanova has been the hottest team uh, in this tournament, in my opinion. Uh, North Carolina's been up there as well. They've been blowing out all the, all the opponents that they've played against. And Oklahoma's been really good, too, with Buddy Heald and some of his supporting cast members. Uh, Syracuse, I don't think, stands a chance against North Carolina. No. Uh, North, I think their run's over. Syracuse had a really good run, and it was funny because last uh, yesterday when uh, when they were just about to start playing, it, it said 10 seeds in the final uh, or in the Elite Eight were uh, 0-9, and Syracuse was that 10th team being the 10th seed, and they won. Yep, yeah. It's just crazy how some of that stuff happens. So if they make it to the... To the uh, championship game, I think they would be the first double-digit seed team to make it to uh, to a championship. Is that correct? I think. If it is, no. that'd be crazy. There's the cap off. Was it? Because I feel like was the NC State team with Jim Valvano back in the day. I feel like they were I maybe they were like a, a double seven di- or eight. Seed. That might have been. I know they were lower, so that they could yeah. be the first double-digit so team be, to ever make it. Yeah, because I know UConn a few years ago they were like a. They were eight, seven eight, or seven, seven or eight. Or eight seed. Yeah, 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 two. So, so it would be incredible if they made it to the final game. I definitely wouldn't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't like Syracuse in general. I never have mm-hmm. liked Syracuse. Uh, I like Carmelo Anthony on that team back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, I I, don't I like have... I like Johnny Flynn and those guys too. Yeah, a couple years ago yeah, they were kind of exciting exactly. To watch. So I I see North Carolina out of that end, uh, and then that that other side is just so tough. Oklahoma and Villanova. That's going to be a real tough game. Uh, but in in the end, I'll I'll go with Oklahoma just because of Buddy Heald. Uh, he he's been carrying the team on his back since day one, and I don't expect him to uh, to drop all of his team members on uh, in, in the final four. And then going into the championship game, I think I'm going to go North Carolina. They they've just been a real tough team to beat all season, and they haven't lost very many games. Uh, and and when they did, they were all really really close. Uh, they're in a tough division and in a tough conference in general. So I, I think I'm going to go with North Carolina. Okay, I completely agree. I got North Carolina handling Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse run is over. They did a really great job getting here. No one thought. I mean, haven't won their first game. They made Me it all neither. the way. So that was that was very impressive. 
Uh, Virginia definitely choked in that game. And Kansas choked against Villanova, too. Mm-hmm. If both those teams would have won like they should have, my Final Four would have been perfect, and I would have won the champion. But, of course, couldn't have that. That's too bad. Um, yeah, I think North Carolina <laughs> will, will win by double digits. I think they're just the far better team than Syracuse. I think they went 3-0 against them during the regular season. Mm-hmm. They just they know how to win, and this is where this is when they're best. Um, and the Villanova-Oklahoma game, really tough one, like you guys were saying. Archie Diacono is a great player, and Jay Wright's been a really good head coach. But I think they've kind of maximized how far they're going to go. I think Buddy Heald, they haven't faced a score like that yet. And against that defense, you've got to be able to hit your threes. Um, Wayne Selden could not for Kansas. He went like almost seven for three. Buddy Heald will not do that for Oklahoma. And they also have Isaiah Cousins who can drain it too. They will win that game. So it'll be Oklahoma-North Carolina championship. I got the Tar Heels winning the whole thing. With yep. Roy Williams, Marcus Page, Bryce Johnson's a beast down low. And they have that championship pedigree. North Carolina's been here so many times. They have like maybe the richest tradition of any college b-ball team. I'd say so. Oklahoma, not so much. And, I, and it's usually those teams that championship pedigree that always win. You never see Duke, North Carolina, or Kentucky really lose in a championship game. UConn, too. They always find a way to win it when they're there. It'll be a close one, and Buddy Heald will keep them in it. But North Carolina will be cutting down the nets, I think. Agreed. And they were number one preseason. They're going to finish out that way. Yep. Now I'm really rooting for Oklahoma. <laughs> After hearing all that, yeah. North Carolina, Oklahoma, yeah. national championship, make it happen. I just gave the Sooner Nation some uh, some locker room material right there. Let me put my words up in the locker room and be like, yeah. you hear all that? No one's picking you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a motivation right there. Yep, yep. So we got two for North Carolina, one for Oklahoma, none for Nova or Syracuse. We both have them. We both have them losing. Yep, right. Okay. Stud and dud to wrap it up. Um, my dud, kind of like what I've seen before, all the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. Oregon didn't make it. Kansas choked. Virginia choked. And I'm going to include Michigan State in that as well. They were pretty oh, much yeah. a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of called them like the fifth number one seed. They choked on the first round epically to Middle Tennessee State. And they busted my bracket. So thank you very much, number one seeds. You guys were awful this year. North Carolina <laughs> was the only decent one. And, uh, and my stud, Syracuse had to coach Jim Beheim. For really, I think maybe this might be his best, his best coaching performance ever. I mean, I can't name one guy on the team except for that Cooney guy that shoots threes this isn't one of his most talented teams his system that two three is just so good on defense that willed them to the, to the final four he's just done a great job he's my stud i think he's retiring next year or two years from now he's already announced his retirement. yeah yeah not, so this is a great way for him to go out his recruiting classes haven't been that great in recent years no, this is not no. one of his most talented teams still found a way to get there that shows how good his system is how good of a head coach he is and syracuse of course they had the Issues. I think the assistant coach had the sexual harassment. Yeah. Or I something. forgot to bring that up. Yeah, with all the the probation issues so and everything going on there, they found a way to overcome all that. So that's very impressive job by him. Yeah, they're talking about get them actually being in the tournament and look where they are, the final four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, my dud. We're gonna start off my dud. Uh, it's not a true dud, but I'm gonna go with Bruce Rondone. He was just sent down to the Meyer leagues today. Really? Uh, yep. Uh, huh. So I didn't hear that either. Yeah. In September. Uh, got sent home by the Tigers for work ethic issues, and he had the whole offseason to come back and be motivated, and he, he kind of did that. I'm going to give him credit there. He was signed up for Tiger Fest. He was in Lakeland. He was working. And uh, the team has said he's been better and more mature and actually working. Uh, but this spring, he's pitched 10 innings. He has an ERA of 9. Uh, he's got 13 strikeouts. And, I mean, it's just really disappointing to see them. Always counting on this guy to do well, but... He's got 103 mile per hour fastball. He's got all the talent and all the potential in the world, but just never seems to realize. And I think he's this might be his last minor league stint if he can't do this. And 
Tigers are going to have to let go. Yeah. Uh, so my stud, first high school appearance on the show, I'm going to go with a Cassius Winston of U- UD Jesuit. Yeah. Uh, Cassius Winston, yeah. Cassius Winston, a UD Jesuit. Spartan next year. Yep, going to be a Michigan State Spartan. Uh, his team was in the Class A state championship game uh, at the Breslin Center, and uh, he scored 31 points, and his team wow. won. And uh, after the game, he put on a T-shirt during the ceremony. Of, he had a proposal. He asked someone to prom. So that was kind of a great day <laughs> for him. Drop 31, get your trophy, get a she prom She said date. yes, right? That's she so romantic. Yes. She better have said yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So the state championship point guard. He's and he's going to it. state next year? Yeah. He's, oh, yeah, he's, she he, must have said yes. Yeah, he might start next year. She yeah, absolutely. Yes. Man, yeah, if she said no, she will be my dud in next week's episode. We'll find out. We'll have some uh, We'll some, We'll have some. have updates for the fans next yes, week. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, I'll start with my dud as well since you guys start with yours. Uh, I'm going to go with some baseball fan. I don't know what his name was. They didn't say. But a uh, fan was attending the uh, Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh uh uh, spring training game in Florida on uh, on Saturday, and he got arrested for charging the field and throwing uh, beer cans at the uh, at the Rays dugout in protest for the team's recent trip to Cuba. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Jake Odorizzi, the Rays right-handed pitcher, he commented on it. He said it was something about Cuba, uh, about why he uh, threw the the beer bottles or cans or whatever it was. So he said, I don't speak Spanish too well. I think it was a Cuban person frustrated about the politics of it, I guess. He threw two beer cans. Nobody got hit. Nobody did anything. Maybe some guys got wet. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Donald Trump, let's be honest. Probably. We're not going to Cuba. Yeah. Screw him. I wouldn't be surprised. It was definitely Donald Trump. <laughs> yep, so he's my dud. And my stud is Gordy Howe. Uh, great great uh, Red Wing. He's uh, Mr. Hockey. He uh, he actually had a stroke back in 2014, mm-hmm. which prevented him from going to any of the Wingsbank games. But now he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back tonight. Uh, he'll be at the Red Wings game tonight, um, according to the Detroit Free Press at least. Uh, yep. uh, his son, Murray, will be driving his dad, Gordy Howe, from Toledo, Ohio, all the way to uh, Joe Louis Arena. And it's just great to have him back in the uh, in the community mm-hmm. with him almost uh, nearly dying a few years ago, and now right. he's, now he's back and he's he's healthy. He's 88 years old. Wow! And he's still able to get to uh, to Joe Louis Arena and watch that that team and the, the game that he loves. They better give him a standing ovation. They better put him on the jumbotron. Everyone yeah. better clap for him. The greatest player maybe behind Wayne Gretzky in history. Definitely Absolutely. the best wing of all time. Maybe that will inspire the Red Wings to win these last seven games. Yeah, he, probably not. Sidney Crosby and, and – Well, no, that yeah. Was, that was too much yeah. for them to overcome. Yeah, exactly. Those, they're not, they're the, praising Crosby. Those are the great players that these kids yeah. know. Gordy Howe, who's that guy? Yeah, it's some old-timer. Gordy who? I always feel bad because you guys always have really creative studded duds. I go with the obvious ones. You guys dig for them. I'm going to have to do some more research so I can keep up. I was just doing yeah. my Twitter. Oh, I have a dud. Oh, Bruce Rondon got cut. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good one. Uh, okay. you, you got some time to uh, <laughs> to adjust to that. You will, we'll be good. Okay. You, you'll be ready next week. Yeah, I'll be ready next week. Well, that's all the time we have today for Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Please pick up an issue of Central Michigan Life in paper on Mondays and Thursdays and online every day. For Von Lozon, Evan Sichella, I'm Colin Loxton. We'll talk to you next time.